Hi, this is Rolfie Mogabi from Rockstraps, and you're listening to the Soundwriter Show. And now live from the Crow's Nest Studio in beautiful downtown Broadview, Washington, join us for the latest episode of the Soundwriter Show, a candid hour featuring the people, places, and things that make up the fabric of one of the top motorcycle riding destinations in the world. And now here are your hosts, Tom Marin, Derek Roberts, and whoever else happens to drop by today. Hello, everybody. Hey, it's May. And you know what that means when it's May, right? Uh, I'm on the edge of my seat here. I'd love to know what it means when it's May. That that means you need to go grab your mom and put her on the back of your motorcycle and take her for a ride. That is so much better than just a simple Sunday brunch with mom, right? And as we always mention at the end of the show, the important thing is don't let her control the uh, control the bike. Oh yeah, right. Because don't ride like uh, your mother specifically, or is it my mother? I can't rem- I can't recall. Uh, it's my mother, and, and and you can't ride like my mother because my mother doesn't ride anymore because she's not here. But uh, well, Mother's Day though coming up right around the corner here, and I think the official date is what May tenth. Yeah, May tenth. Right. So call your mom and tell her that you're coming over with the bike on May tenth to pick her up. That's if you've told her yet that you do ride motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hey, I'm Tom Marin, along with your co-host, Derek Roberts. Welcome again to the Soundwriter Show, where we're going to focus on motorcycling news, events, and people around the Pacific Northwest and beyond. This is the May 2015th show, show number 1505. Derek, let the listeners know what's happening on the show today. Absolutely. As always, another jam-packed uh, Soundwriter show here. And just like to thank everybody at the beginning, like we always do, for tuning in. Uh, begin uh, uh, the gro- the <laughs> Excuse me there. The uh, numbers are growing as far as uh, people tuning in, so get the word out. We always appreciate it. Now back to what's on the schedule for today's show. Uh, we've got a couple of interesting things along the news items uh, in the News Bite section. Soundrider, soundrider.com. We've just been doing some major overhauls to our used bike listings, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, news in Eric Buell Racing. Tom is going to get into that a little bit here as well. Also, always action-packed in the Northwest as far as events are concerned, including uh, this month here in May, the Northwest Nitro Hill Climbing event. And uh, look out near you. The Yamaha Factory Demo Truck is going to be out making its rounds, so probably near a dealership near you. We'll have more information on that in just a second here. And as always, we've got some great interviews lined up, including Eric Folkstad. Uh, we'll be talking about a new motorcycle rally down in Pendleton. Excuse me, Motorcycle Week coming in July down in Pendleton. And we're also going to go visit our friends over at uh, Triumph of Seattle. The new dealership has been open just a couple of months there. And uh, we're going to take a stroll through there talk about some of the latest uh, new accessories and products coming out. Uh, great showroom there, not just motorcycles, but a lot of awesome gear over at Triumph of Seattle. All right. Well, let's uh, let's discuss a few things at hand right now. Um, uh, the folks over in big government are wearing me out. <clears throat> now they want to give all motorcyclists one free good-to-go sticker to put on your bike so you can use the hot lanes over on I-405. Uh, I have a problem with that. Well, let's let's break it down a little bit here because as we uh, certainly discovered in last month's episode, I am not somebody who uses the I-405 very much here. So when they talk about giving one free good-to-go pass, what exactly does that mean for riders? So it means they're going to give you one sticker to put across your headlight. And, uh, you know, I've got five bikes. I need five stickers. So is, how, how are they issuing those then? Is it based on uh, driver's license or is it based on requests? Or are, are you able to get five? It's a limited time. It's one per person. Now, you know, I pay five registrations. Why shouldn't I be able to get five stickers, one for each of my bikes? I can't figure this out. <laughs> well, I think we know the answer to that, and that's because it is big government there. And frankly, you have five bikes. We well, should just be paying one registration as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I'd love to do that. But, you know, the other thing is I'm still clueless as to why they can let motorcycles use 167 hot lanes for free, and yet they want everyone to have a good-to-go pass to use them on on I-405. I have not been able to figure this out. I don't know. As usual, it all just seems like sort of arbitrary decision-making. 
But uh, what do you what do you take of uh, sort of a little bit of a transition here, right? Because we talked about last month encouraging people to get involved in the discussion, and uh, we had some a little bit of back and forth with uh, the government. And uh, then this seems like a uh, I don't know if it's maybe a <laughs> it's not a complete solution, but something of a charitable gesture, maybe a response to some of that outpouring that our listeners and readers, um, you know, sort of poured into the government. Do you think that uh, maybe we were somewhat responsible for this? Oh, I don't know. Well, certainly, I not think that there credit. was a number of us out, uh, you know, starting out in news groups and things like that, where we were. Uh, going to bat on this thing but yeah i know i know when we put the new issue out and we put the link to the uh, email address for the person who's the pr person that it went ballistic so yeah i'll say we had something to do with it but uh we, we got a good community of people here we all get together we got to sort these things out obviously we're we're probably talking about people who for the most part don't ride motorcycles don't don't see it you know the way it is so uh I don't know. Uh, that's that's where it's at right now, and so we'll just see. Uh, you know, hey guys, feel free uh, and 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 uh, ladies too. Feel free to uh, continue the backlash. Tell them you want to get in those lanes and not have to go through the hassle. Right. So I want to ask you a little bit though, Tom, because we know you've been doing Soundwriter now since 1999. So a lot of years in the industry, specifically here in the uh, Pacific Northwest. So you've got kind of a larger view of the motorcycle political landscape than I do. And I'm just curious, because based on uh, you know my talks with Gary Strode, who was our interview last week for MXGP, do you see that there is not necessarily a targeted effort to sort of limit the ability of motorcycle riders, um, but do you see sort of a change in the political landscape over the last uh, you know 15 years, decade and a half here? Mm, no, I'd say it's just it's government. Government is what it is when it happens, you know. And sure. so there are times when we have issues that need to get dealt with, and sometimes they don't quite go in our favor. Uh, people don't see it our way. And, and, you know, we have to work as a community to straighten things out as best as we can. I don't see the the position from government being any different than it was, say, 15 years ago when I started Soundwriter. It's just it, it always goes in cycles based on what we're dealing with. And probably always, uh, you know, money driven on their end as well. Um, but let's talk a bit, uh, a little bit about maybe our sister state here down in Oregon. It looks like there's something going on with the lane sharing bill. What do you know about that? So there's a lane sharing bill that's gone through the Senate and been voted in in the Senate. Now, what we don't see is a House bill that matches it. So it, I believe what has to happen now is this has to go into committee and get to the House and have a House vote on it at some point. And that hasn't happened yet. Uh, the other thing about Oregon legislature that I recall is that they only meet every other year. So if something doesn't happen this year, um, we may not, we won't see them get anything through next year, most likely. Now here in Washington, uh, our legislator meets every every year. Sure. And we also run these lane sharing bills every year, and they don't they don't typically make it through. So this is the furthest we've seen such a bill. Uh, go here in the Pacific Northwest to date. And then is this just more just along the lines of how things are in California, just to open up to lane splitting and that, or are there other provisions in there that you're aware of? Well, they want to do it like California, and they want to limit it to maximum 20 miles an hour, as someone referred to it as school zone speed. Uh, now, you know, if you've, if you've ridden or driven in California, you know they're not doing lane splitting at just 20 miles an hour. Certainly not. It's a big activity out on the freeways even. Yeah, you see it for at quite, quite higher speeds than that. So, uh, so that's the news down south. Um, I was just looking over our stats, and on Soundwriter, between February and April, we had a 25% readership increase. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you, readers. And uh, we'll just keep that going. And, you know, we're really looking to, uh, you know, get some really great – I mean, we always, you know, strive to put out the best content we can. But certainly, as the summertime rolls around here, do, uh, you know, keep uh, checking out the website. Keep listening to the podcast because we've got some awesome stuff coming. And, uh, you know, just got to stay on top of it because we're always looking for the next great ride, the next great product. 
and uh, you know, just bringing you all that latest news and information here in the Pacific Northwest. We've been working hard up here to stay on top of everything. You know, we've we've uh, done a lot of work in uh, search engine optimization, which is something that our company, our parent company, does. Uh, thanks to uh, Dwayne Forrester at uh, Bing, who's helped us a lot just in conversations with helping us uh, find our way through there. And, uh, and seeing these numbers coming up is, is really great to see. We've had some tough years where we've changed the site to a new server, rewritten all the code, and we've had to get it caught up in the search engines and elsewhere. And we're seeing it all starting to pay off now. So that's really cool. That's right. And uh, I just wanted to mention, too, for some of uh, a lot of our um, readers use Gmail accounts like myself. And uh, recently Gmail introduced a, uh, your, your, um, your email inbox there. And a lot of those updates have been sliding into the promotions tab. Now it's an easy fix, which we're probably going to uh, you know, publish a small article maybe in the next, uh, the next issue here this month. But just keep a lookout in that promotions tab if you're a Gmail user because a lot of the latest updates are going into that file. So all you do is you drag and drop the newsletter from the promotions tab into your regular inbox, right? That's it. It's as simple as that. And then it asks you, do you always want to get the newsletters in your regular inbox? And you say yes. Yep. It's as simple as that. That's cool. If you haven't checked out our store lately online, we rebuilt the entire online store. A lot more easy to navigate. Works really well on uh, mobile now. And we've been adding some new products along the way as well. So if you haven't checked that out, just go to to soundwriter.com and click on store and have a look at what we're doing over there. A lot of people using it right now because we've got all these events going on. That's right. And uh, before we get up to the updates on the events there, I want to talk uh, just a little bit more about the store as well. Obviously, a lot of great motorcycling gear. But I had a somewhat related event maybe to motorcycle gear last night. I actually uh, I had to attend an event last night in a suit, and I rode my motorcycle in said suit. And I was just curious, Tom, have you ever worn a suit on a motorcycle? Um, I wore my riding suit. Uh, I don't. I don't think that I have. Not. Not. It doesn't come to mind. I've done some crazy stuff and worn some silly helmets, but I don't remember wearing a suit. How was it? Uh, well, it was breezy. Uh, I'm not sure that silk is the best fabric for abrasion protection, but uh, I did arrive in style. And uh, you know, one of the events that we've got coming up, Cafe to Cafe. I know uh, there's a couple of nice restaurants on there, and I was just wondering if you thought that'd be appropriate for anything on the list. <laughs> When I'm picking out restaurants for Cafe to Cafe, I typically don't put, uh, you know, suit-required type places on. Sure. And uh, and I do have people who come back to me and they say, well, hey, that was a, a pretty nice place that we went into. And uh, I'm surprised you put it on because, you know, I had to go in in my motorcycle gear. And it's like, well, hey, you know what? You're the one paying the bill. They're not paying you to come to the restaurant. So wear whatever you want. And, you know, if you're in there in your motorcycle gear, all the better. People see you geared up. They know that you're riding. And and, uh, it's not a big deal. You know, we've had some nice hotels and that sort of thing. I remember Lake Quinault Lodge was one of them. And uh, that's that's a fancy dress-up place. But you can go in with your motorcycle gear on. Well, sure, that's one thing about the Northwest here. Jacket required is few and far between but back to cafe to cafe cafe a little bit uh over the moon here at Sandrider, we've got some record numbers coming in this uh this month and uh again back to the store you can purchase that on the store but is there anything else that uh, the listeners should know about cafe to cafe well we're starting to get the uh, pictures in from the writers the first writers who have gone out and gotten their photo tags out in front of these locations so that's cool we're getting uh some nice food pictures which we're putting up through social media when we get them uh, huckleberry pie at a location in washington we've got some uh uh some uh, tapas from a place down in oregon and so as we get those we're putting them up if you're out riding the cafe to cafe tour uh please take pictures of your food uh take take additional pictures if you want we'll we'll use them in social media when we can if uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, go on Soundwriter and click on Cafe to Cafe so you can learn how you can play, too. Absolutely, and you can play uh, into October this year, which means you'll have plenty of time maybe to check out a few of those spots on your way to the Rally in the Gorge. Actually, you can play into September, and then we'll have the award dinner at Cafe Veloce in October. Okay, but even still, 
uh, well into the Rally of the Gorge here is going to be at the end of August. So if there are a few dile- uh, Cafe to Cafes to check off the list, you can maybe hit a few up on the way to the Rally in the Gorge, huh? Yeah, and you know what? I, I know we've got some people. Let's talk quickly about the road trip tour, which is going down to Napa, Sonoma. And we do have a couple locations uh, or one location down in California and uh, two up in Oregon that uh, I, I'd be willing to let people, if they're going to go do, do the road trip tour, I'd be willing to let them snap their photos in that first week of October and we'd accept it because we're not going to do the awards presentation until the second or third week in uh, October. And uh, a lot of people are already signing up for that road trip to Sonoma. And uh, I got to tell you, it looks like a great one. You know, it's going to be a little something different maybe for, uh, you know, compared to say like the Sasquatch or the Rally in the Gorge, but another great, great time to get out and ride, especially in Northern California that time of year. It's just going to be absolutely beautiful. We've got a couple good friends going out in uh, later this month to do the pre-ride. So we're looking forward to getting their pictures and ride notes back on that. And uh, also have a couple good friends to Soundrider that are going to be going and doing the Sasquatch Dual Sport pre-ride as well. So we're looking forward to seeing what they come up with. That's right. And uh, you can get all that information, of course, on Soundrider.com. Especially now the Sasquatch uh, Dual Sport Tour is coming up here in July as well. So you want to get on top of that because before you know it, summertime is going to be here. And you want to make sure you're one of the first 40 to sign up so you can get your gear in the truck, too. That's right. Makes riding, uh, packing light, packing right. Uh, one of those right tips is to have someone else carry your gear. So the rally in the gorge is coming together very nicely. I've uh, got a number of special guests, including Gary LaPlante, who's going to be teaching some dual sport uh, information down there. We've got Mike Sullivan coming down to teach the Mary Hill Clinic, and he'll also be doing a seminar on site. Uh, we've got Clement Salvadori from Rider Magazine coming in. Everybody loves Clem, and uh, he's always got some good stories, and he's got a good slideshow about his uh, decades in the uh, motorcycle world. Yeah, there's a lot of great things lining up. And I- here to give a uh, special shout out to Mike Sullivan, who was kind enough to sit down with me about a month ago, and we ran a uh, interview on how to get into motorcycle racing. And uh, I can tell you, folks, there's probably going to be no better instructor than Mike himself. But if you're not familiar with the Mary Hill Loops Road, just Google it. Just get on Google and search that. Uh, take my advice as far as uh, Mike Sullivan's instruction uh, abilities are concerned. Take a look at the Mary Hill Loops Road photo, and then uh, you know. Do whatever you have to do to get down to the rally in, gorge, rally in the Gorge. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. So those are what's going on here in the Soundrider events, and uh, stay tuned. We're going to come back on the other side to let you know what's going on in News Bites. It's time to get the best deal of the year on a star motorcycle at the Get Out and Ride sales event happening now at Adventure Motorsports. With huge customer cash plus low APRs on most new star motorcycles. From the V-Star 1300 Deluxe and Chopper-inspired Raider and Striker to the Bolt Bobber all-new Bolt C-Spec and more. So hurry to Adventure Motorsports today for a great get-out-and-ride sales event deal. Visit Adventure Motorsports in Monroe, Washington today or online at adventuremotorsports.net. Offers good through June 30th, 2015 on Select Star Motorcycles. See dealer for details. Hi, this is Ian. I live in Seattle. I ride a Kawasaki Versus, and this summer I'm going to be riding off-road in the Oregon desert. Fellow riders, welcome back to the Sound Rider Show. Always interesting things happening here in the Pacific Northwest world of motorcycling, and you can always keep up to date with that on our News Bites feed. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the latest developments. Tom, what's happening here? There's a lot going on. Um, first thing we heard in the beginning of the month was that uh, Tacoma is going to get their own Backfire Moto style event. It's called Grit City. 
I've never heard of Tacoma referred to as Grid City, but I, I guess I not being from there, I don't know that. I've, I've, I've heard it referred to as an armpit and stuff like that, but never as Grid City. Well, maybe if it is an armpit, uh, a few motorcycles will sort of uh, clean that up a little bit. You know, as someone who's kind of new to the area, I don't know too much about Tacoma, but anytime there's motorcycles, you can count me in. So maybe I'll try to make a trip down there. Yeah, and we'll have a, a link. We actually have a link to that right now on the calendar page. We'll talk more about that when we get to the calendar. Uh, next thing that happened, um, in case you haven't heard, Ride West BMW has been sold to Howard Crow. Now, we knew this was happening for a long time, but we had to be gentlemen and keep it under our hats, and we did. Uh, Howard also owns Ducati Seattle and Ducati Bellevue, so it's going to be interesting to see the changes that will be happening there. The uh, first change was that they uh, renamed the dealership BMW Motorcycles of Seattle. So a little consolidation here in the area of the European market maybe, but you know, another experienced operator. Uh, we certainly wish Howard the best, and hopefully that uh, they can keep BMW one of the premier brands here in the Seattle area. Absolutely. Uh, Scott Moon, a favorite of everybody in the motorcycle business here for decades, really, has uh, left Eastside Harley-Davidson and opened up his own shop in Issaquah. It's called Moon Motorcycles, and uh, Scott is dealing in used bikes primarily. I and mean, he doesn't have any OEMs in there, so it's all used bikes. Sure, but uh, check that website out because he's got a lot of great bikes in there. And, uh, you know, we always recommend, especially for new riders and that sort of thing, to start out on a used bike. So maybe Scott's the guy to go and visit. Been in the industry a long time, can maybe point you in the right direction. Yeah, and that inventory is turning all the time. So um, we're running it on Soundrider as well. He's got it all up on his website, so you can see what he's got going on out there. Uh, let's see. Coming this month, a new Idaho Road and Recreation Atlas uh, these atlases are awesome. They're made by Benchmark Maps. And the thing I like about them is that they change the content every two to three years now. So you're, when you get one of these atlases, they're current. They're not 10 years old right. or 15 years old. And as we've had previous discussions before, a lot more detail than, say, your Google Maps or something like that. So if you're going to get out there and do any touring, uh, always nice to carry a, carry an atlas with you, and I got to tell you, they've been flying off the shelves here at Soundrider. They have. We've had a lot of pre-orders for them, and we'll be getting our stock in uh, probably in the next week or so, and we'll get those shipped out. Uh, the Washington State Ferry has set up a summer reservation system. It is functioning now. If you want to go to uh, any of the uh, San Juan Islands or over to Victoria. You're going to have to put in a reservation ahead of time. Uh, not gonna, I'm not going to go into the details of this. You're going to have to look at their at the State Ferry website and see how the process works. But if you're planning to do any summer travel to those places, then you, you're going to want to uh, uh, get read up on that for sure. And, you know, I've only done a little bit of uh – using the ferry system with my motorcycle. I know for some time first riders it can be a little intimidating, but I would mention one of the nice things is that they usually put you at the front of the line. That is true. However, if there's a large group, you got another thing coming to you if you hadn't planned down that. So so again, read about it. Uh looks like Eric Buell Racing has died again, unfortunately. And uh, I suppose that means there's a few collector bikes at some of the dealers around the area, huh? Well, that's probably true. You know, it's always a sad thing when any, uh, you know, racing uh, company or organization, you know, can no longer stay afloat. But it's a tough, tough business. Racing is just really tough. But we wish Eric the best anyway, Eric Buell Racing and the, and the former staff there. Well, and, you know, he's he's made these motorcycles and done a lot of development as well for Hero Motorcycles out of India. And uh, I got a feeling it's not totally dead yet. I could see someone like a Polaris or a BRP coming in and scooping up the assets and continuing on. We'll, we'll see where that winds up at. Yeah, we'll stay tuned to Sound Rider if that does happen. So did you see this crazy Honda called the Bulldog, the concept bike? No, I think I did see well, – now, was it, a, it wasn't an actual picture. It was sort of a digital rendering. Is that right? Uh, I think they actually have one. They showed it okay. at a show recently. Um, somebody had mentioned that uh, the bike was built to uh, go out in the woods, and I, I looked at those 14 or 15-inch wheels and 
said, what? No, I don't think so. Yeah, well, I, you know, we've talked about this before. It's always kind of nice to have that 18-inch wheel on there. But what are sort of some of the specs on this? Do you know any uh, particulars? Uh, it looked like it was a – I think it was a 125. Okay. And uh, it looked a lot like a Rokon. Well, that's been a, a huge seller for them, the Rokon, of course, the <laughs> yeah. 50cc uh, moped, scooter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, really nice aesthetics on that, but, you know, it's uh, one of those things, if you're a scooter guy, I think it's a great pick. But if you're not a scooter guy, well, you're not a scooter guy. So uh, over in Sandpoint, Idaho, is a company called Timber Sled, and what these guys do is they make a contraption that goes on the back. You take the back wheel off your motorcycle, and you put this uh, sort of like a, a snowmobile apparatus on the back, and you can ride your motorcycle through the snow. You take the front wheel off and put a ski on, and it uh, turns out they just got uh, sold to Polaris Industries. So, uh, as they always say, nothing's going to change, uh, and we'll see where that winds up at. But uh, I like to see the development that those guys are doing. Uh, you know, and I got to believe it won't be long before we start talking about taking winter dual sport trips. Yeah, well, you look at this. Now, they've got this set up on a KTM here. I wonder if it's uh, you know more universal than that. It looks like it's kind of simply remove the rear wheel, but uh, it looks like an interesting an interesting operation they've got going on there. Yeah, I've never actually put one together myself, so I don't know how much is involved and how much is universal on it that you can work it between different bikes. Sure. Well, it looks like a hell of a lot of fun. So, you know, if it comes around in the area and I get a chance to ride run this winter, I'll certainly give it, give it the old college try, as they say. So we are uh, working on an article about trials in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's not a big subject, but I felt it was important to cover the topic and and actually let people know what's going on with it these days. And it turns out there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of younger people getting into it. Uh, there's several clubs that are keeping it going. And uh, interestingly, because it's so hard to find public land to do trials competitions on, I'm finding out there's a whole lot of private land that gets used. Yeah, you know, we've talked about it a little bit internally here, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that in the next issue. Uh, trials isn't something I think about too much, but it's kind of, you know, it's kind of the cousin of the dual sport world, which I'm obviously a big fan of. So I'm looking forward to that article, Tom. Yeah, one of the things one of the guys said to me, he said, he said, if you can do trials, you can pretty much do about any other kind of off-road riding. But if you come to trials with one type or two types of off-road riding under your belt, you're going to have to start all over again because the whole balance thing is where it's at. Right, and that's kind of something that we always talk about here is just getting into different sort of uh, subsects of the motorcycling world just to keep improving your game and keep learning new things and keep having fun. Yeah. Um, we just did a big upload of used bikes on our used bike section, um, and we also did a clean-out and took out all the dead wood on the private party bikes we had. So if it's been a while since you've strolled over to the used bike section on Soundrider, uh, check it out. And um, if you've got a used bike you want to sell, it's only 19 bucks Now, you know, you could do it for free on Craigslist, but the thing goes down the list and it's gone within a day or a few hours nowadays. That's right, and we update ours regularly, so there's always, and they're from the region as well, and uh, it tends to be a little bit uh, more motorcycle rider-oriented than, say, Craigslist, where you get guys that are just kind of shuffling products, so good place to look. And we don't put a lot of bottom feeder stuff on there. Bikes we get that people are willing to pay to put on are nice bikes. Absolutely. There's some really great motorcycles that come through, and it's not just from individual sellers, too. We also update uh, folks on uh, dealers in the area, too. Now, we've always had a policy. You pay your 19 bucks, you get the bike on until it sells. And what I want people to be sure to do is uh, let us know when a bike sells so we can get it off. And what we'll be doing is sending out emails about every quarter reminding people to let us know if the bike has sold so we can keep that, keep that dead wood out of there. Hi, guys. This is Bill from Revit. You're listening to The Sound Rider Show. Hi, my name is Butch. I ride a 2013 uh, R1200R Roadster BMW, and my favorite ride is over Highway 20 and into Republic for their uh, annual rally.
back in studio on the Sound Riders show, and we have, of course, got a lot of great motorcycle events coming to the area now that it is officially springtime. Tom, what is going on around here in the Pacific Northwest? Well, first thing I'm going to tell you is a lot is going on, and I'm not going to cover everything in the calendar, so jump on to Sound Rider, check out the calendar so you can see all the listings. But uh, here's what's really exciting to me coming up next weekend out there in uh, the Yakima area. It's the Northwest Nitro Nationals Hill Climb, and it's going to be Friday the 8th through Sunday the 10th. And uh, this is a really cool event. Um, Go out, be a spectator, enjoy it. If you do it on like Saturday or Sunday morning, they usually have some uh, freestyle motorcycle riders out there as well to entertain everybody while they prep the hill. And uh, it's just it's a lot of fun to go hang around with everybody and watch it while it's going on. That's right. Maybe on Friday night, pop in an old copy of On Any Sunday, and then Saturday morning, head out there to the hill climb. Yeah, people do crazy stuff. They take couches out there. Um, we've seen people, not not at this one yet, but at other hill climb events where they bring a whole trailer in, and on the back of a trailer is the hot tub, and then they fire up their generator, and oh, man. So what you're saying is it's a very classy <clears throat> event. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I can't tell you if those people are naked or not in the hot tub. but uh, Just one more reason to go down there and see. <laughs> All right, well, a couple of weeks ago, I was out riding around on the Kitsap Peninsula, kind of lamenting the days of when we used to go and do the governor's run. And while that's not happening anymore, there is a ride out there. It's called the Ride for Fallen Riders, and it supports uh, hospice of Kitsap County. Uh, the ride starts at the Destination Harley Shop in Silverdale, and uh, 25 bucks to do it, and it's going to end at Rich's Custom Seats in Kingston. And that's a 10 a.m. check-in time, so for all of you that want to go out there and support the hospice of uh, Kitsap County, make sure to keep that in mind. It's coming up on the 9th here of May. And we've got racing going on. Um, OMRA is going to be doing their racing series out at Portland Raceways on Saturday and Sunday, the 9th and 10th. You can check out their website for more details. But uh, if you're down in the Portland area or you plan to go down and visit, always fun to go down and watch those guys race and support them. And you know what I like doing at the racetrack is getting out of the grandstand and walking around. Yeah, always wandering around a little bit. You know, I've never been down to Portland Raceways, but I hear great things about the facility. I understand it's a really, really pretty good setup down there. So uh, Yamaha is coming with their demo truck. Uh, starts off on the 15th at I-90 Motorsports, and then they're going to take it up to Skagit Power Sports on the 29th, I think. Yeah, the 29th, uh, Friday the 29th, and May 30th, Saturday. Now, the Skagit Power Sports one is the one I'm going to go do, uh, primarily because I'm going to be teaching Packing Light, Packing Right seminars as well as doing uh, a sport touring in the Pacific Northwest slideshows. So while you're waiting for your demo ride to come up, you can come and listen to me blather about riding in the Northwest. But, you know, Yamaha has a lot of great uh, touring bikes out there. Um, Particularly that comes to mind to me is the uh, Super Tenere, which is a pretty good little dual sport ADV uh, setup. And if you're a guy like me who likes just a strict dual sport, lightweight, the WR250R, which is renowned for its performance. Now, I can't say for sure if those two are in the lineup, but I could tell you that the link off of our calendar page out to Skagit Power Sports will take you to a page that will tell you what bikes are in the truck. So you'll know what you're, uh, what you're going for. So something good maybe to check out before you head down there. And again, you've got two options. You've got uh, on the 15th, is it uh, out at I-90? And then on the 29th, where you can see Tom doing the Packing Light, Packing Right seminar on the 29th. Uh, on the 13th, I guess that's a Thursday night? No, uh, Wednesday night. Uh, the Grit City Motorcycle Night. We talked about it earlier. I got the website here now. It's gritcitymoto.com. So uh, down there in Tacoma, bike night for them. And we always, like to see, we always like to see new events popping up, too. So if you get a chance and you have the time, you know, go down there and support the guys. It's always nice to get together with fellow riders. Uh, I got some trials competitions. The Columbia Cup trials competition. This will be going on down in the Columbia River Gorge on the 16th and 17th. And uh, more information at Puget Sound Trialers. And like we were talking about earlier, you know, the trials...
there's also the submit an event link button, which will get you right to where you need to go and get us all that important information. Uh, we're going to be right back with our first guest in just a second. This episode of the Sound Rider Show is made possible in part by Skagit Power Sports. Hi, everyone. This is Bill Cameron from Skagit Power Sports. We're the largest motorcycle dealer in the North Sound. Come on in and check out all the latest models from Yamaha, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Ducati, and KTM. Want to take a demo ride? Bring your endorsement and you can do just that. We also carry a large selection of premium used bikes, parts, and accessories. Be sure to check out our website at SkagitPowerSports.com. Hi, my name is Steve. I'm from Olympia, Washington. Uh, my favorite area to ride in is around uh, Kamei, Idaho, where the gravel roads are fantastic and the paved roads are even better. Welcome back to the show, Soundwriter listeners. We are joined today by a gentleman that I have known a little over a decade now. And uh, he and his brother are good friends to Soundwriter. We all get together as often as we can, although it's not often enough. Uh, gentleman I'm sitting with today is Eric Folkstead. Say hello, Eric. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. You bet. So Eric is uh, starting on a new endeavor, and he will be putting on the very first annual Pendleton Bike Week on July 22nd through the 26th, and we're going to be talking about what's going to be happening at that event. So uh, give us a little insight. Yeah, Tom, uh, Pendleton Bike Week is a new event this year. It's it's a motorcycle rally-style event. It's open to everyone, all all makes and brands of motorcycles. Uh, Pendleton, Oregon, uh, most people are familiar with the Pendleton Roundup and the great Western, Western hospitality that they have in Pendleton. And uh, I have some good friends there, and the mayor and, and some of the economic development people have been leaning on me for a few years to get something going in Pendleton. And... Uh, I'm really excited about it because Pendleton has uh, the atmosphere, the rides, the flavor that we're looking for. And there's not too many towns, uh, cities across the country that are willing to host a, a motorcycle event like this. Yeah, so they actually came to you because of your experience in the past with another rally. Yeah, yeah. So I've been working with my brother Steve on rallies um, and you know, supporting your event that you have a great event every year in the gorge. And uh, so we're, we're just uh, excited to have this opportunity to add another uh, good event for riders to enjoy in, in the Northwest. And Pendleton is interesting because it's, it's an afternoon ride from Seattle. It's also just a, a one afternoon ride from Spokane, Portland, or Boise. So yeah, it's, it's a good central location. Yeah, so it's great. And so you're going you're gonna to do a week-long event. Tell us why you're going to go that long with the event. Okay, so what we'd like to do uh, is establish a, uh, a motorcycle event that spans more than just one weekend. And the reason for that is there's twofold. One, we get to have more fun, and two, for more days. And uh, the second reason is that the large manufacturers, in order to bring demo trucks and the expense of traveling out here to the West and, and bringing their staff and their promotional people, they need to span more than just a couple days yeah, yeah. to cover the costs. And so that's our goal. Uh, eventually, we would like to span two weekends. This year, we're going to go from Wednesday to Sunday still packed with, with lots of great rides, live entertainment, a great bike show. We've got um, uh, some stunt shows lined up that we're just signing those now that are very exciting. Vendor Village, of course. And a, and uh, we have underground tours uh, similar to Seattle. Uh-oh. Pendleton In has... Pendleton? They have an underground tour. The Chinese population at the turn of the century was building the railroad, but they were not allowed to be outside at night oh wow you know you could get shot for that so they had their own underground uh, community and, and they have some great tours 
of that in Pendleton. So we'll have those yeah. two. Now, this isn't right underneath where they were depositing all the nuclear waste at, right? No, that's over near Boardman and Umatilla. <laughs> so it's it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, great rides. Uh, we have a poker run uh, that's very exciting. We call it the 45 caliber poker run. And uh, that's because we're giving away the grand prize in the poker run is a Ruger Long Colt 45 revolver, brand new one, engraved Pendleton Bike Week. So. Wow. That's an interesting first prize. Yes. I got to say. You, and you're the only guy I've ever seen who does that. So, Well, it is Pendleton. It is a western town. And by the way, if you do win, you'll have to pass the background check. <laughs> there you go. Is there is there something I get if I don't pass the background check? Uh, you'll get the consolation prize. We'll we'll buy you a, a bottle of Pendleton whiskey. <laughs> oh, there you go. I I well, do, do, do they have vodka too? Oh yeah, they've got all that. Uh, we were we were going and touring the convention center there, which is, is they're turning into quite a fun place. And we were asking them where should we put the beer garden, and and the mayor said, "Hey Eric, this is Pendleton. We don't have beer gardens." We have whiskey gardens, ah. but we're, we're not encouraging people to, to drink and ride. We do have shuttle buses uh, that have been donated from the hotels and the city to get people to and from their hotels. So it's well organized. So let, let's talk about that. And, and let's talk about this is going to be a little different from the Baker City Rally because um, or I guess call it the Hell's Canyon Rally, because uh, you're going to have a lockdown space at the convention center. And nobody gets in unless they've paid to go to the rally as opposed to what we have seen in the past with Hell's Canyon, right? Correct. So uh, this this uh, rally in uh, Pendleton, we have uh, fortunately have these nice facilities. They have a stadium there. They have an air-conditioned convention center for in, in, uh, inside uh, the uh, live entertainment and so forth in the evenings. It'll be nice. Uh, it's a large area. But we also have about 10 acres of of asphalt surfaces there that we're going to use for our vendor village, our uh, motorcycle demos, our stunt shows, uh, parking. Uh, it's a great facility, great restrooms, and and we'll uh, everyone is welcome. The fees will be low. Our daily, um, if you want to call it cover charge, is only ten dollars, and that helps pay for the facility. But sure. the, the advantage there is, uh, you know, logistically, they have all everything we need. They have uh, good uh, f- uh, facilities. They have uh, room for indoor stores. Harley Davidson will be there, and they'll have an indoor motor clothing store. But outside, now they will be, have a dealership. What do they call it? Rattlesnake Harley Davidson? It's Rattlesnake Mountain Harley Davidson right. in uh, Kennewick, Washington will be there also. And then uh, now you're going to have indoor vendors as well as outdoor vendors, right? We okay. have we have some really good space. So uh, the for instance, the motor clothing store will be inside with the saloon. There'll be a saloon inside. Uh, registration, t-shirt sales, all that will be indoors, and then outside will be uh, a whole bunch of other vendors and the large vehicles, motorcycles, service. Um, the uh, one of the things we're setting up, which is kind of an agility course, where we set up some cones similar to your motorcycle safety foundation course, and it's optional. You can you can ride that course if you want and see uh, how your skills are. If you need to hone your skills a little bit, um, you might find out by by going through that so course. So who, who's going to be running that course? Well, we have volunteers. We've we've asked uh, uh, Team Oregon. Uh, to volunteer to do that, they they are trying to schedule, and they're so busy right now that uh, they have not completely committed to that. But uh, we're working on it. We're we're certain that we can get some safety instructors to man that. That'd be good. They're they're, they're good folks. Uh, I've done. I've actually gone down, taken their classes before, and they do a good job. I've worked with uh, Steve Garrett's there at the in in Team Oregon and with Pat there. So I like those guys, and that'd be great if you had them in there. Yeah, yeah, we're working toward that, and and if anybody would like to volunteer, they can contact me on the uh, website, which is PendletonBikeWeek.com, and the email is info at PendletonBikeWeek.com. 
Okay, so um, with, with with good motorcycle rallies comes good rides, and I know you've got a few lined up. Tell us about the uh, you've got the rattlesnake gray or the rattlesnake four hundred ride, right? Yeah, Tell us so about that. this is this is my my favorite here, and this is not for everyone. This would be for people who are experienced riders, which uh, quite a few people that listen to your program here are are, are certainly qualified to take this ride. This this is a not the iron butt, but it's 400 miles. And so it begins at in Pendleton, and we head uh, east through Weston and Athena and over the uh, toll gate, uh, Spout Springs ski area, down into Elgin, Oregon. One of the most beautiful uh, roads in Oregon uh, through the Blue Mountains. And in July, it's, it's gorgeous. So then when we drop down into Elgin, we keep going north, uh, northeast and will intersect the rattlesnake grade. And at that point, you, cr- you cross over the uh, Grand Ronde River, right? Yeah, when we head north um, out of the Wallawas, we're going to head north and cross the Grand Ronde River and up to Lewiston, Idaho. Now, So I'm going to remind everybody, if you're on that ride, make sure you pull out at the overlook because that, that overlook down to the Grand Ronde is something that I don't hear a lot of people talk about, but it's pretty stunning Yes, overlook. And, and that you're correct, Tom. That that road is ranked number 16 in the United States of uh, most popular motorcycle uh, adventure roads, and it, depending on which website you go to, but it's it's definitely a great road. So then, when you reach Lewiston, you'll head west uh, on out toward. Uh, uh, Starbuck, Washington, and Palouse Falls, which is a beautiful it's place. It's one of my favorite roads. Yeah, and then uh, I don't down- know what that road's ranked at. I don't know, but we should we should have a contest for yeah, that. Yeah, it's in if- my top five, I think. That Starbuck Highway. Yeah, it's it's uh, the geology is really unique there, and uh, we'll stop at the Rawhide in Starbuck, Washington, and then. Uh, down to Rattlesnake Mountain, Harley Davidson, and Kennewick, and then back to Umatilla, and then back home to Pendleton. It, and it works out exactly 400 miles. Now, the good news here is everyone who completes this ride, we have a special ride pin for them. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we'll ask you to to give us a gas receipt or something similar to an iron butt type ride just to prove that you did it, but we will gladly so let's give you see your the pin. furthest point out is probably going to be Lewiston. Lewiston. Yeah. Okay. So they have to get a gas receipt from Lewiston then. Right. Okay. And uh, we'll be happy to give you that pin and it, it's uh, a great honor and a way to spread the, the word about enjoying your motorcycle for its intended purpose. And I got a shorter ride called the dead man pass ride. Okay, so this is a, a much shorter ride. It's 144 miles, and we would. This one goes up uh, the old immigrant highway up to Meacham, and uh, that is called Dead Man Pass. And so we're not on the super slab here. We're not on I-84. We are on uh, the old highway. The old highway, and then here. So sometimes you're paralleling 84. Correct. Sometimes you're a bit away from it too. Yeah, still. And that's uh, all paved now. Yes. Okay. It's all paved. And uh, we'll go on up over the Blue Mountains. Uh, great picture opportunities there. You want to bring your camera and a, and a sack lunch on this one. And uh, we'll drop down uh, toward uh, LaGrande, and then we head west toward Ukiah along the Grand Ronde River again. And it's beautiful. This, again, is another beautiful road that that follows the river and great places to stop and have lunch and uh in july it's just spectacular then uh ukiah is a good stop and uh to take a break they have ice cream shop there in ukiah that i think a lot of your writers have stopped at before a pretty cool restaurant we did uh we did a road trip tour through there one day and uh that was our stopping point for lunch in that little funky restaurant with the antlers everywhere and stuff that's all it's pretty cool in there yeah, it's great, and uh, you can get gas there. And then north, uh, we'll go And north. don't forget to do that. Yes, please <laughs> get fuel, and then head north on 395 back to Pendleton. So that's a 144-mile route. So um, we have several rides that you can do. And the, the good news is you can do those on any day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. You just have to have your poker run card in by 7.30 on Saturday night, and we'll draw for the pistol. So is the poker run on Saturday? Uh, no, the poker run also is optional 
each day. You, you're not. Oh, okay. It's a self-guided tour, so you get your Poker Run card when you arrive, and you can do those stops uh, any any time. That's cool. Right? And then, so like, are these going to be like stores and merchants that are going to you go in and they'll have you draw a card, or how how's it going to work? Okay, so we give you the card, and it has five stops on it, and so uh, the stops are. Of course, uh, Pendleton Woolen Mill, we had to get them on there. And they, they sell, they'll be open giving tours, and you can buy a, a Pendleton shirt if you want to. And they'll stamp your card. We have Wild Horse Casino, of course. Uh, they're going to give you a $5 free play. They want you to get you to come in and gamble, but, you know, that's optional mm-hmm. if you want to. Um, and they'll have refreshments for you as well. Hamley Steakhouse, which is a famous Western steakhouse and saddle shop. If you want anything made out of leather for your bike. Where's that located? It's right in downtown Pendleton. Oh, okay. So, and you can pick the order of these. And then the Stone Hut uh, in Walla Walla, which is a great uh, biker hangout. It's just on the Walla Walla Pendleton Highway, just uh, north of Milton Freewater. It's called the Stone Hut. Bar and Grill. I got to go check that out. You'll like it. And then the last stop, of course, is Rattlesnake Mountain, Harley Davidson in, ah, okay. in Tri City. So that's another, you know, 100 mile type poker run, easily done in an afternoon. Huh. That's cool. I like that. I like the way you're doing that. All right. So uh, once again, this is going to be Pendleton Bike Week, first or uh, July 22nd through the 26th in the town of Pendleton at the Pendleton Convention Center. And uh, there's more information online at PendletonBikeWeek.com. We will be right back. Honda's Goldway and CTX lineups feature some of the most innovative motorcycles around. You've heard it. You've read it. Now it's time to experience it. Start your journey with a Honda demo ride today. For a limited time, you can demo the Goldwing, Goldwing F6B, and Goldwing Valkyrie, as well as the CTX 1300, CTX 700, and CTX 700N. The only way to truly appreciate how great these bikes are is to get out and ride them. The Start Your Journey demo event is happening now at Southbound Honda at 2724 96th Street South in Lakewood, Washington. So what are you waiting for? Dealer participation may vary. See dealer for complete program details. Hello, I'm David Paul. I live in Greenbank, Washington. Um, I ride regularly on a 2006 F650 GS, and my favorite rides are down in the gorge. All right, fellow riders, thank you for tuning in to the Sound Rider Show, and uh, welcome back to a very special broadcast down at Triumph of Seattle. Triumph of Seattle just opened the doors about uh, six months ago here in November, and we're going to be speaking with Richard, the apparel specialist at Triumph of Seattle, and talking about some great new products that are on the shelves. Richard, welcome to the Sound Rider Show. Hey there, Derek. Thanks for having me. So first off, we're going to be looking at uh, some touring gear. We got some touring apparel here, and one of the really hot things that just came out from Revit is the Poseidon. Uh, I guess they would call it the subcategory maybe of some of their touring apparel. What can you tell us about the Poseidon gear here? Well, the Poseidon is part of the first generation of Gore-Tex Pro products. Gore-Tex Pro is a newer material from the company. What it is is it is no longer a floating liner. It is actually a bonded liner. So what that does is that makes the garment more breathable, more waterproof, and longer lasting. Um, It also allows you to use one garment over a longer period of time as opposed to multiple garments throughout the year. So this is a great product for all year-round touring. One of those things that can kind of be a clearinghouse of your gear, in effect. And you can use this. To, you can use this. I mean, summertime, wintertime looks like there's lots of great ventilation. And one of the really unique things that kind of interested us, particularly in this, is that the waterproofing is on the outside. Yeah, you don't have the removable waterproof lining where you see in most Gore-Tex products. With this one, it's actually bonded to the shell of the garment. Another thing that you'll see on this pant in particular is the Fidlock magnetic closure system on the vents, which allows you to open and close them with your big, thick, bulky gloves on, and it really just makes it easier to use the garment. And just for the listeners out there, this vent system is really unique here. So it's got some nice uh, zips like you'd normally find. But then the magnetic closures here, you can actually peel them back and lock them into place. And with Richard said as well, you could do it with your thick, bulky gloves on as you're riding down the road, especially, you know, out here in the west when you're going through, you know, from western Washington 
into eastern Washington, the temperatures can change so drastically. This looks like really just an excellent feature to have on here. Yeah, the garments also include removable thermal liners, and one thing that you'll definitely notice it if you've ever owned another piece of Gore-Tex riding gear is the lack of bulk. They are much more streamlined, they're much lighter, um, but they'll still keep you warm and very dry. Yeah, definitely something to get down here and check out at uh, Aurora, <laughs> I almost called it Aurora Suzuki there, but definitely Aurora Triumph and uh, KTM. And let's move through the showroom here a little bit, Richard, as we pass on by some great-looking bikes here. We've got the uh, Triumph Tiger XR and uh, some other great-looking KTMs here. And we're going to go over to the boot section. You know, one of those things, Richard, that not enough riders really consider, it's kind of uh, sometimes the last thing we think about, but boots really are kind of the foundation for your riding apparel here. What is new in the boot section of the world? Well, I'll agree with you there. I think boots are one of the most often overlooked, but definitely most important pieces of riding gear. One of the new boots that we just got in, um, talking about Gore-Tex, is the X-Desert GTX from TCX. Uh, it's $399, so it's about $100 less than the industry leader in this category, the Alpenstars Toucan. Um, it has a nice wide footbed, so for a lot of people, it's going to be a nice, comfortable, generous fit. Um, great protection, really great dual sport boot, breaks in relatively quickly, um, so you can go from the shelf to riding pretty quick. And a nice-looking boot as well. And, uh, you know, we've been doing a little looking around, and I think you guys might be one of the only places in the area that actually have this boot on offer. Definitely. We're one of the few TCX dealers in the Northwest, and we're one of the only ones that has a wide selection of both men's and women's boots from the company. And now this is a pretty, I mean, full-scale dual-sport touring boot here, but we also have a few boots on uh, display that are maybe better suited for, you know, maybe a quick ride to the coffee shop or something like that. Any recommendations for our listeners on that end? Definitely. We also just got in some new boots from Revit. We have the Fairfax, the Royale, and a couple of other ones. Um, these are great if you have a modern classic, maybe you have a cafe racer or something like that. Some really, really great new boots from them. And definitely uh, just not those two either. We've got a whole wall selection here. And if you haven't made it, had a chance to come down here and check out the new shop, they did a really great job. I mean, of course, the bikes, that's always the main attraction here, but a huge selection of uh, apparel, boots, helmets, and gears, and that kind of thing. And we're going to talk about a few more products. So, Richard, let's uh, you and I take another lap around the corner here. And uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about maybe some helmets. We've got a lot of new offerings, including a brand new offering from Bell Helmets, who's just started to enter the adventure touring slash dual sport market. And they've got a really great new helmet with a very fair price. What can you tell us about this one here? Well, the Bell MX-9 Adventures, like you said, a brand new helmet from them. It's based on the Moto9 platform, which is the helmet that all of their professional riders in motocross and supercross use. So it's a very well-tested and proven platform. Um, one of the great things is they made a few changes to it structurally, and they brought the price point down a lot. Um, it's $199, which is a really, really great price. You don't see a lot of other good quality uh, reliable adventure helmets in that price point. And they have some really great graphics too, which is nice to see. Yeah, a great looking helmet. And like you said, man, just 200 bucks. And Bell, of course, known for their affordable helmets, but also for their really high quality gear here. And of course, if you want to go to the higher end, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier and we've uh, made some mentions of this on soundrider.com. Bell Helmet also has this new head scanning machine, right, where they can fit a helmet to the exact skull shape, I mean a specified sort of one-off helmet. Now I understand that you guys will also do a little work on that end as well. Definitely. By appointment we can actually bring in the scanning machine and get it done for anybody. Um, it is only available on their top two helmets, the Star and the Moto 9, but it's definitely something for anyone who's racing or anyone who just wants a perfect fitting helmet, we can get that taken care of for you. And we're looking at a price point on that. It sounds like anywhere between $900 and $1,000. But again, kind of a dream of all riders, right, to have that helmet that uh, fits like a glove. Definitely. And now let's move on. We've got some more dual sport, uh, ADV, or maybe just all around touring gear here. Climb, a very well-known brand. They've got a lot of great offerings. And we've got, again, another Gore-Tex product here at Soundrider. Huge fans of Gore-Tex because uh, we are here in the rainy northwest. Uh, what kind of pan are we looking at here? So right now we're looking at the Torrent Overpant from Climb. This is really a first for both Climb and for Gore-Tex Pro, um, that material that we were talking about earlier. It is a shell, it's armored, but it literally just goes on over your pants. And one of the great things that we haven't seen with this material or from this manufacturer is full side zips all the way up to the hip. So it's gonna be very easy to get on over those big bulky dual sport boots and really easy to get off at the end of the day when you're filthy and covered in mud. 
and a, a great feature. And that's one of these things for our listeners. Again, I know we can't see this, but these zippers really do come up to about mid-hip. I mean, something that you can easily slide on and off over your normal gear. You know, sometimes we do get forced into a position where we have to do things like wear jeans underneath our riding gear. And this looks like just a great setup to kind of accommodate that. One of the great things about it, too, is that it's also available in tall and short sizes. So we can get a set to fit almost anyone. And again, come down to uh, Aurora, a uh, uh, Triumph, <laughs> Triumph of Seattle. Sorry, I've got Suzuki stuck in my head here, but Triumph of Seattle, and talk to Richard to talk more about uh, you know some of the offerings they've have in the apparel section. Certainly. Now, the last thing we want to talk about, Richard, is uh, gloves. Now we've got boots on one end, and we talked about how sometimes that's the last thing that people think about. Gloves, on the other hand is the first thing that you'll tend to notice when you're out riding. What do we got new in the glove department this year? Definitely. So we have a lot of new offerings from Revit. I know we keep talking about Revit, but one of the big reasons is that most of us here use it, and we know that it's a reliable, quality product that you can use every single day. Um, the glove that I have here in my hand is the brand-new Dominator glove. Um, it is one of the first gloves to use that new Gore Pro uh, in the gloves, they call it Gore Grip. Again, it's bonded to it, so the glove is not as bulky as older Gore-Tex gloves used to be, and it'll actually be more waterproof and more breathable. Those are coming in at 269. They're available in gray and black as well. And they use a new retention system. Um, the new style of retention allows it to close tighter on your hand while allowing you to move your hand through a larger range of dexterity. And just a great-looking glove as well. And, uh, you know, these gloves, too, this is a wide selection here. I mean, Revit, it looks like we're looking at the shelf, probably has a good 8 to 10 different models to choose from. Is there another one? Maybe this is a pretty high price, maybe the best model that you've got here. What's something maybe more in the mid-range that we might have on offer here? So I also have offerings from Alpenstars. Um, we have waterproof gloves from Olympia as well, stuff starting all the way down at $64.99 and going all the way up to $270. We really have stuff for everyone's budget and everyone's hands. Not every glove is going to fit everyone, so we try to keep a good selection of both men's and women's gloves. One of the things we kind of pride ourselves on here is having one of the largest selections of women's gear in the Northwest. And uh, just another reason to get down here to Triumph of Seattle. Get down here, check out the huge selection they've got. And also, I mean, the showroom is packed with bikes. Even if you're not looking for gear specifically, come down here and just check out all the great Triumphs and KTMs that they have here. Richard, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and being on the Sound Rider show. Um, you know, hopefully we can do this again sometime in the future. Really do appreciate your expertise. Again, all our listeners out there, get down there. Get down here, rather, Triumph of Seattle. Talk to Richard, the apparel specialist, and he'll get you taken care of. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Dave Sweezy with BMW Motorcycles of Seattle, and you are listening to The Sound Rider Show. Hey, I'm Don Hutchins. I'm the editor of the Washington State BMW Riders newsletter, The Shaft. I live in Kingston. My favorite ride is the Tahuya Peninsula on my K1600 with my sweetie on the back. This month, it's Derek's turn to come up with a tip for our listeners to use. I have no idea what he has on his mind. So, Derek, go ahead and divulge this month's tip. Absolutely. So I've got one that, uh, once I say it, it might seem a little basic. But I'll give you a little backstory here. Now, I ride around, you know, quite frequently. You know, I commute to work. I'll go through the area and that kind of stuff. And I don't have any built-in luggage or anything like that set up on my bike. So oftentimes, I ride with a backpack. And uh, just a few weeks ago, my normal motorcycling backpack blew a zipper, and it was no good to me. So I've been riding with my backpacking backpack. And today's tip of the month is get a good backpack because this thing I've got right now is huge. And every time I put it on, I feel like Dr. Peter Venkman from the Ghostbusters because I can barely move my helmet. It's such a huge backpack. And that's kind of one thing that I'd like to mention, too, is when you go down to the backpack store, whether it's REI or the Army-Navy Surplus or Big Five, wherever you go, bring your helmet with you, too, because you want to be able to check that out. Make sure you have full motion control when you have your helmet on. Like I said, I know it seems like a simple thing, but it can make the world a difference, and it is nice to have kind of a go-to backpack, something that will fit underneath a coffee shop chair or something that you can get out and take a day hike with. So that's my tip of the month. Get a good backpack. I... 
remember sitting in the parking lot at the grocery store in Stevenson one day, and a guy pulled in on a GSXR 600 with the biggest backpack on. So imagine you're you're laid out over the tank, you know, your your whole body's forward, and you got this backpack on top of you now. Right. And then what happens when you hit a bump? Boom. Yep. That's a lot of pressure on your back. Um, That's true. It's a little bit different for every rider. You know, you want to take everything into consideration there. A lot of us do have the luggage set up and that kind of thing. Um, sometimes, though, if you are a daily commuter, it's nice just to have the simplicity to get that uh, backpack on and off and get out and hit, hit the road. But like I said, you know, it's different for everyone. Check it out, though. Make sure you take your helmet down there, though, when you are buying a new one. And if you're putting one on, make sure you can turn you know, your body 180 degrees to look behind you, when you whenever you need to be doing that. If this thing is constricting you, you know, then you're better off getting some luggage on the bike or getting a tail box or something. That's right. And uh, also make sure that that backpack is at least water-resistant. Really? Here <laughs> in the Northwest? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, hey, we got plenty of tips and tricks uh, in each you in each issue of Soundwriter, and you can check them out when you go to soundwriter.com. Just click on the tips and tricks monthly feature. Uh, this kind of wraps up our show. Thanks for tuning in. If you have friends that need to know about the show, slip them the link, soundwriter.com backslash show, and there you'll find the most recent as well as previous shows. We'll see you next time on the Soundwriter Show. And don't ride like my mother. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Please don't ride like my mother either. We'll see you next month. The Sound Rider Show was made possible by today's sponsors and the patience of everyone else involved, which is not to say we're doctors. Reproduction of this program in part or in whole is not legal without the express written consent of the podcast owner. But please be sure to share the link with all your Facebook friends. This program is a production of Mixed Media. The content and views of today's guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any major media conglomerate anywhere else in the world, including CBS, NBC, ABC, MotoGP, the BBC, PBS, NPR, the Discovery Network, or the Cartoon Channel. See you next time on the Sound Rider Show.